It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome back. Yeah, I think it just got jiggled around in the bag and all the volumes got turned down. <laughs> all right, well, unfortunately, a lot of our teams got jiggled around in the district, <laughs> and it was kind of a no-good, very bad Wednesday. Uh, yeah, in, in terms of uh, the uh, district semifinals, it did not go as, as planned in, in a lot of areas, but we have to recover. Um, there's games tonight, and we do have an opportunity to get area teams into regionals. So let's just get that done at this point. And then we'll also get the uh, girls' uh, playoffs kicked off on Monday. Um, probably talk more about that part on Monday. But some games were played to wrap up the regular season, so I thought we'd do that first. Mm-hmm. We'd wrap up the girls' regular season, and then in segment two, we could There's get into Wednesday's game. So, By the way, um, real quick, did you see who was one of the teams that made a district final that I have to give you credit for because they weren't very good, but they beat two teams they probably weren't supposed to to make a district championship? Who's that? Clawson. <laughs> they beat Bishop Foley in the first round, so I know that made you happy. Yes. And then they beat Shrine Good. in the second round. Both now, those schools. That was a team that came in with evil. four wins in the postseason, and now they have a chance to win a district. All right. So, go Clawson. Go Trojans. Yeah. They, um, oh, oh, and New Haven beat Clintondale. I don't know if we talked about that. Or that I, was actually Wednesday. So. I owe somebody a dollar. Oh, who do you owe a dollar to? Uh, I don't know, but I said I, I, I bet a dollar that um, somebody would beat Dollar Bay, and Dollar Bay actually won the game. <laughs> yes, they beat Baraga. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, they yeah. They beat Baraga from our does it exist? That was bit. that was actually like early in the week. That was like on Monday that that happened. Does um yeah because we did our uh, does it exist school bit last Friday, and then I go to do Wayne State and Northern Michigan uh, their women's game on Saturday, and Northern Michigan has a girl from Baraga. <laughs> can't make this stuff. Up. No, you can't. Um, there's a Flint Kersley theme going on too. We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, 
getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. Quality Computer Solutions is an all-inclusive IT managed services provider for large, medium, and small businesses. Let QCS become your business's IT help desk supporting desktops, laptops, phone systems, servers, backups, security, and more. You manage your business, we help you manage your technology. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides staff augmentation to help guide you through enterprise-level projects. Are you concerned about security? Is all of your data properly backed up and protected from cyber attacks and ransomware? Call Quality Computer Solutions at 8 888-956-6066 for a free on-site security assessment. 888-956-6066. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, we're going to uh, start out uh, with the uh, wrap-up of the girls' regular season. Uh, Wednesday, there was just one game. The Crosslex girls uh, took it to Algonac, 73-31. to Everything else, as far as girls' basketball was concerned, was played last night, starting with a game that you were at, uh, Brady. Yeah, um, it is weird um, at this time of year because usually it's the uh, girls playing districts and you have to find the boys' games. Like Usually this is the slot that like Mooney and Marine City play in. And it's weird going from games that have all the stakes in the world to games that are really just tune-ups for districts. Like you go from the intensity, and especially you with Tuesday, you didn't even have one Tuesday to take some of it off. I mean, hell, I had a... Uh, conference championship game and then you have district semifinals trip to a championship on the line to all right well here's two teams <laughs> end of the regular season they're getting ready um it was Yale and Port here on Northern and um I think Yale was trying some things out I mean they um I don't think they were playing to win this at all costs I think they knew they had a districts next week and Northern well, they're, they're trying to get back in the flow of things, finally getting a, a full roster back. It was senior night for the one senior, Michaela Bissett, um, and they honored her, and, well, senior night goes pretty quick when there's one player. <laughs> so, got it started. Uh, Yale was up early, but Northern took the lead in the second quarter. They didn't look back. Uh, if Northern's going to be successful uh, in the district and next year, I think what we saw last night is going to be the blueprint. A very balanced attack. Charlotte Eastman had 16 to lead the way. She had a couple of threes. Kate Nichols had 10. Both Ramos had eight, and Shannon Falco had five. And they played pretty solid defense. Northern beat Yale 47-40. Grace Keskis actually kept Yale in the game. She hit four threes in in the game to make sure Yale was within reach. They held Sadie Dykstra to nine. I thought Kate Nichols did a good job. Um, They went boxing one on... Dykstra and 
Oh, it was hard. at times it was hard for her to get to the basket, and she was missing some shots. I I've seen her make a lot in her in her young career. Uh, Kimberly Martin had a solid game. She ended with eight, and Alyssa Barr had seven. Just so they put up forty points, but they gave up forty seven to Northern. And that's a nice confidence booster for the Huskies going into the postseason, knocking off the BWAC champs. And I know for their for their coach, the, this is a big game on the, right. their schedule. They play this game with Yale because he's got ties to that community, and uh, so to beat them, that'll put him in good spirits as they head to the postseason. Oh, Coach Ross, he was very happy after the game, and he should. His team's healthy, and it's a good time to be healthy. They should win a playoff game. Lonscrews North is struggling, so they should get a chance to win a postseason game. And then, well, it'll be like their uh, hockey team. They'll have a chip in a chair against Dakota. Yeah, uh, the, 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 draw was, the first round draw was good for PH and Northern uh, at Anchor Bay for uh, Monday night. Um, I'll be out there for those games, um, and that, that should be a lot of fun. Speaking of PH... They blew by Flint Kersley 61 to 38 last night. Where all of a sudden did Flint Kersley become this big area rival? I don't know. I don't like it because of what they've been doing. <laughs> um, but I'm glad we got someone to beat Kersley this week. And I'm glad that PH uh, got to beat someone up before they head to their district. Um, St. Clair North Branch was the game I saw last night at uh, St. Clair. This was actually a, a pretty well-played basketball game, and it was pretty uh, tight. Um, if you take the first, the second, and the fourth quarter, the score is 31-27 North Branch. But in the third quarter is where St. Clair won the game. They first and foremost just locked it down defensively. They were lights out. Uh, on that end of the court and held North Branch to two points in the quarter. Uh, and they scored 12. They knocked down some big shots. Um, uh, 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 Three-point shot at the uh, buzzer by Riley uh, Schneider really set the tone for the fourth quarter because it gave her team a six-point lead going into the uh, fourth at 30-24. to 24. And it was really the first time in what had been a back-and-forth game with tons of lead changes and tons of ties, and nobody could get really far in front in the game. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, boom, there was this shot as time ran out in the quarter. And like, oh, six-point lead for the Saints going into the fourth. They just had a hell of a quarter. And they just have to hold off North Branch. They can go shot for shot the rest of the way, the rest of the way, eight minutes, um, to finish that one out. And um, until the last minute of the game, Darren Petrikowski didn't use a timeout. And I think that's the first time I've ever done a Saints game where he hasn't, you know, where he's waited that long right. to use a timeout. He, he usually uses his timeouts, um, but he, he really didn't have a reason to do it. I mean, yeah, they made mistakes, but the mistakes that were made in the game, the teams kind of matched each other mm-hmm. with it. So, if St. Clair turned over the ball, North Branch would turn over the ball. It was right. kind of that thing. And when they made baskets, they made baskets um, together. So uh, it was it was a solid ball game. Um, Audrey Schindler and uh, Gracie Picklehop led the way for St. Clair with eight points each. Uh, Tabitha Furlan had seven. Komarowski had six points, five points for Schneider, uh, and three points for Maddie Cole and two points for Vickers. And even though uh, Vickers doesn't get a lot of points, I just think she plays so well. 
Um, you she notice seems to her. Know the game well. Yeah, you you notice her. You you say her name when she's out on the uh, the floor. But again, balance, balance. You got uh, seven players scoring between two and eight points, um, and that's how they do it. They do it by committee. There is no bona fide superstar. There's just a lot of really good players. So this is a St. Clair team that started off the year three and six. And two of those three wins were Richmond and New Haven. Um, not wins that, you know, turn heads. Um, they actually were 2-0 and and had lost six of seven go after they lost to Frazier and Marine City to open up league play. Since that time, they are 11-2. and Their only losses are at Marine City, a game they were leading in in the final two minutes and just couldn't finish it and at Frazier in the MAC tournament. Besides that, they have racked up wins over Roseville. They've racked up wins over Southlake, over Chippewa Valley, over um, uh, Lance Cruz North, over North Branch. This team is, is a completely different team than they were 90 days ago. And if I'm Marysville, I really don't like this draw. I yeah. have. I, I was looking at that, too. St. Clair is, is dangerous, and uh, I, I don't want to get down on Marysville because when they've lost, they've been losing to really good opponents, like teams that are good. So it's not like they're going out playing a team they should beat and getting hammered. You want me to go real quick? I have Marysville's schedule up. You want me to go through their 11? Because they're 11 and 11. Yeah. You want to go through all 11 losses real quick? And, and you, they're all good teams, aren't they? You stop me when you think there's a team that they should have beat. I think there might be one on the schedule. Carlton Airport. And for those that aren't familiar with airport basketball, they finished 14 and 8 this year. And I think they're a D. They might be D2. But okay, good team. Gross Point North. Good team. They're a good team. Romeo. Good, good team. team. Port Huron. Good team. Most of the time a good team. At that time, they <laughs> yes, were good. They got time. off to a great start this year. Davison at SC4 is one where I think they probably want it back. Davison's 4-18. Okay. But that was the game Minesburg got hurt. And we always, at least for me, I always put some of the least value in winter break games unless they're like big time showcases like what Northern goes to in boys when they're playing like Ferndale yeah. or someone like that. Um, next loss, at Warren Cousineau. They're good. At South Lake, They're good. Home to Chip Valley. That's probably one other one you might want back, but Chip Valley ended 13-9. and nine. Yeah, it's not like they're a bad team. Uh, South Lake at home. Cousineau at home. And, well, Cousineau at... Fits, at Fitz and at Anchor Bay. Yeah, and Anchor Bay is good. So there's one loss that I go, yeah, you probably shouldn't have lost that game, and it was to a team that had four wins. Granted, Davidson's a huge school, so even their four-win team's not the same as, like, if St. Clair has a four-win team. They still had some talent. But Marysville's going to play a team with a ton of confidence in St. Clair next week, not to get into districts next week, but you bring it up St. Clair. They are the... Hottest team in the area right now? Yeah. Uh, on, on the girls' side of it, they, they've really seemed to hit their stride at the right time. Hey, uh, there, there's nobody I trust more talking about girls' basketball than Coach Fred Shaw. Uh, and, and Fred was like, yeah, the, the, the girls are starting to figure it out at the right time. Good time to figure it out. Yeah. Winners of nine of their last ten. And, well, I, 
I'm glad it's a Monday game because sometimes Mondays in districts can be kind of bleh. This one won't be bleh. Yeah, no. Uh, and congratulations to the JV. Uh, they went 20-0. and 0. So there's reinforcements coming. Yeah, there's reinforcements coming. I know there's another Komarowski on the horizon. Uh, Tracy Ludisher had nine. Lily Osborne with seven. Rowan Connolly had six. And Macy Cake had five to lead the way for uh, North Branch. So just a really balanced game where nobody, like, stood out, stood out. It was just two teams um, for a last game of the regular season. I thought they both made an honest effort. Um, nobody threw in the towel or said, yeah, we're not playing tonight. Right. Um, they, they played their game, and it was a good basketball game. All right. Uh, Chippewa Valley beat Richmond 50-31. to About Elmont, Oakland, Christian, 25-15. to Elmont wins the game. That's a low-scoring game. A win's a win. Yeah. Uh, Sandusky beat Carroll. Yes. And oh, now- Sandusky beat Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, why is this a little more significant? This could be a district final. Yes. Uh, and Carol's got a big girl, and she did okay. Uh, she had like 14 or 16 points, but uh, Sandusky handles them 46 32. Helena Long gets 13 points and seven rebounds. Grace Gibbard had 13. Carolina Rinke, she's a freshman, 10 points, seven rebounds, eight assists, four steals, two blocks, and she won the Nobel Prize for Peace during her lunch break. I mean, that's. Uh... That's a pretty good performance. <laughs> I mean, she was a, a couple stats away from a triple-double. Yeah. Three more rebounds, two more assists. Oh, by the way, they've won 16 in a row, just in case. Yeah, they're only lost to at Harbor Beach. So, uh, And Harbor Beach beat USA 47-19 to last night to close out what was a great regular season for them. Uh, Lakers beat Brown City 39-35. Memphis tops landmark 41-13. to uh, I'm going to skip this one. We'll talk about it last. <laughs> Clawson beat Cardinal Mooney 34 to 23 or 24 to 23, depending on whose website you believe. The state had it 24 23. Matt Guy had it 34 23. Hmm. I went with Matt Guy's score because I saw it first and I didn't want to go in and change it. Hey. <laughs> Either way, it's a win for Clawson. It's a win for Clawson. So, and Caseville uh, beat K Pack 2 0. That was the third straight forfeit um, by k-pack and they found an article explaining what's going um, on i want to give credit it was in the tri-city times it was uh kevin kassane that wrote it um basically said k-pack uh canceled the end of their season i'll give you just a real quick excerpt i don't want to go too into this but uh i am uh this is Quoting the superintendent, I am writing to keep you informed about some decisions that have been determined regarding the KPAX girls basketball season as of today, Friday, February 23rd. So this was actually a while ago. Um, This girl seasons has come to a close. It has recently come to my attention and the girls and coach Nate Manoy have experienced situations this season that they feel have inhibited their ability to experience a full potential for their success at a team. At this time, they have elected to take a stance regarding these situations and decided to end their season at this time. It goes on to basically say they're going to talk to the MHSAA. They want the players to write or um, the whole thing. You can go to tricitytimes-online.com to read the whole thing. Uh, basically, weird situation. Um, I don't know the the long and short of it, but I can say that's a first for us this year. Or this with us. I get stuck on sports. Yeah, I mean, uh, illness, injury. Uh, I've I've seen. It sounds like that they happen. had enough players. I don't know, um, but. 
you have met their coach. Yes. So, he was at SC4? Yeah, he was an assistant at SC4 before. He had coached at East Point. Um, but I actually didn't realize he was out there um, until I read the story. But, uh, yeah, so that's why KPAX had all those forfeits and girls. Okay. So there's something going on there that they didn't like and they decided not to play. And the awkward part is they host the district. Yeah, that that will be weird. <laughs> Oops, that that will be weird. Oops. But um, it is what it is. I mean, uh, they're gonna they're gonna make uh, their stance on on whatever this situation is, and good luck to them on that. And and you know, I I feel bad for the players because you basically you had three regular season games left, and then whatever you do in the district that you're hosting. So, but I don't know. That's that's um, where we're at with that. If that clears it up for you or doesn't. Uh, uh, yeah. Because we're not going to speculate. We could speculate. We're not going to speculate. <laughs> no. No. But, um, yeah. So, if you need uh, – if you are waiting for some K-Pack girls, varsity basketball is going by the wayside. Uh, anyway, a lot of our teams went by the wayside on Wednesday. It was a no-good, very bad Wednesday in districts. In other words, Brady's not happy, and he'll tell you why. Not, I don't say I'm unhappy. I'm just – I guess you're, – you're, yeah, you're not happy. I'm not mad. I'm just – disappointed and sad because there was potential and so i think we lost a couple really good teams yeah but we we had talked about it before going in that we really didn't like a ton of the draws that are you know it happened in football too we didn't like a ton of the draws in football i think i like the basketball draws even less yeah we can do without Kersley in the district for, from now on. <laughs> the new Brady Lutheran North is Flint <laughs> Kersley. We'll get to that next. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial services llc member finra and sipc mattress king has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years with locations in port huron richmond lapeer chesterfield and hall road they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs mattress king carries all the top brands such as serta stearns and foster sealy eye comfort and tempur not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit once you get your mattress they offer free local delivery and all purchases $6.99 and up when you think sleep think mattress king Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. 
We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Let's get back into district basketball. The boys' district finals are tonight, but to get the matchups that we got for tonight, we have to go through Wednesday's semifinal games. We start in uh, D1 at Anchor Bay. The first semifinal was Dakota and Northern. If you listened to our last broadcast, you know how bad I wanted this game. Yep. And I'm still mad. Northern had two looks, Brady. Alex Jamison had two looks at a three from the right wing corner in the last nine seconds of the game uh, and just couldn't make it. They were well defended. He had a hand in his face. The second shot was tougher than the first shot. But you're just like, okay, he missed the first one. When they got it to him the second time, he's not going to miss again. So He's not. He's going to bury this. And Dakota it just wins go. 68-65, but time is a flat circle because Northern season has ended twice in a row on a Jamison three that came up short. Yes, uh, it was Tyler last time. It's uh, Alex this time. Uh, I, I don't know how Dakota finished so low in the red. This is a good basketball team, Brady. because the red's tough. They're, they're, they're to, they had won two games in this district, PH and Northern, and that got them to 12-12 and 12 on the season. This is not a 12-12 and 12 basketball team. They go like 10 deep, and all 10 kids can play. And when you have 2,500 kids to pick from, I hope you can find 10 guys that can play basketball. And everybody scores. Everybody scores. Jason Barra, who's one of their big men, Knocked down three threes. Scored 14 points in the uh, game. Uh, DeCoven Thomas scored 13 points. Matt Bomarito just sits out. He's, he's their monarch. And he knocked down three threes. Scored 11 points in the game. Trent Marin is another one of their big guys. 10 points. Great touch. If you follow him to stop him, he makes the free throws. Um, and if you don't, he'll dunk it or lay it in. 
Um, they had three guys get six points. They, they've got brothers, Matt and Mike Wooters. They were both playing with three fouls in the third quarter, and they combined to hit four threes and scored 12 points. I just kind of count them as one player. They were number one and number two. They look the same. They play the same. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they just, they're, they're so balanced. Everybody knows what they're doing. Uh, their, their coach, coach, uh, Toko does a great job, obviously. I mean, they never lose that district. I don't know what will happen tonight. They play Lance Cruz North, who's actually the number one seed this year and, and are really good. But for, for Northern, Jamison kept them alive in the first half. So this for three quarters, really for the whole game. <laughs> It was just back and forth. Northern got off to a great start, eight to two to start the basketball game, with Jamison scoring all eight. Uh, but by the end of the first quarter, it was fifteen fifteen. At halftime, the Huskies were down two, thirty-one to twenty-nine. But they were hanging in there, and Jamison had seventeen points at the break. He finished with twenty-three. Cam Haryu was quiet in the first half, but then he was Cam Haryu in the second half, and he scored 17. Amir was fantastic. He had 13 points. Malik Thompson had a strong game, seven points, knocked down a big three, but Malik was having a tough night. It was a physical game because that's how these two teams play. We've talked about this in the past when Northern would play these guys uh, in the regionals the last few years how they would turn it into a, a hockey game well, I know against Tyler. Really would do that. Yeah, uh, and Dakota was kind of uh, kind of similar in that way. So this this was physical basketball. Malik had a run in with Mike Wooters. There was some hand slapping, uh, and there was a tee given out to Malik. Eh, I just, you know, uh, justice-wise, both free throws were missed. So <laughs> what's the lie. saying? Ball don't lie. Uh, I just thought, handle that situation by giving both players a T. I didn't think one guy was doing more than the other. Uh, and that, that was my only beef on the officiating. It, it was a tough game to call because if you call all of the contact, we're still playing the game right now. <laughs> and there are no players left because everybody would have fouled out. But, you know, you, you can't let it go every single time. Sometimes you do have to blow the whistle and, and and reward a kid for getting to the basket. But anyways, um, it was it was two great great teams. They slugged it out. Northern came up three points short uh, in the uh, the end. But um, again, oh, it's so frustrating because you're just like, can can they finally beat this damn team? And that damn team is just good. Yeah. So, I mean, coming away from this, did you feel like there was any meat left on the bone or did you feel like it was two good teams battled and the team that you are sick of seeing beat Northern had hit one extra shot and won by that, three? That's basically what it boils down to. Um, you know, uh, they made enough of their free throws down the end. They, like every time Northern would push and they would tie the game, they'd get the bucket, tie the game, it felt like every single time Dakota would come down and not just get a basket, but they'd hit a three. And it's it's like, you know, I, I can live with them getting a basket. It just was so deflating. But it's always a three, and, and, and then something would happen, and they'd hit a free throw, and they were always ahead by four. And it's all as time is winding down, it's a big deal when it's two possessions instead of one. Right, um, and, and and it affects uh, on how you play and and or or how you have to play and the shots that you have to look for. 
Um, but, the, the, you know, they did enough to get the win, and they did enough to leave the door open for Northern to come back. But, again, the last shot just wouldn't go for Northern. The last two shots wouldn't go for Northern. Well, the good news is, essentially, this whole team is back. So this was not some last hurrah. The, the story on this Northern run is nowhere near done. It just, uh, yeah, it, there needs to just be a giant Dakota logo in the locker room or in the weight room <laughs> and just not again right underneath it because it's been like, it feels like two decades of Dakota beating Northern in the postseason. It really does. Like, it just, like, if you go back uh, over the last 10, let's just say the last 10 years, other than Dakota, uh, maybe maybe once or twice, Lance Cruz North. Yeah, two years ago, I want to say Tyler's junior year, Lance Cruz North beat him in the districts. But but otherwise, every year Dakota is their last game. Mm-hmm. Every year, and it's and it's the same for PH too. Most years, if you go back and look, Dakota is the reason PH season comes to an end. Yeah, you know, I I could live with it if Northern and PH were playing each other and knocking each other off. Right. Because at least one of them is winning. And the reality of the situation is there's just not any other D1s close enough. And this is going to be the district. It's not like when you look at our D2 teams and every couple of years it kind of gets rearranged. Like sometimes Crosslex is in with Marysville and Richmond and Armada and then St. Clair and Marine City and Algonac join like Lutheran North and they make a district. Or even this year where Kersley comes into play. No, this is the district. The only thing that might change is, all right, do we have Lance Cruz North in or do we have Lance Cruz in? Maybe, I mean, if they really wanted to put Chip Valley in, they could put Chip Valley in that district. Hopefully they don't. I know. But there's there's really nowhere to go if you're northern or high. Yeah. You can't and Anchor hold. Bay's in the same boat, too, right. because they, they got to get knocked out by these same teams every like year, Like, there's too. no chance of them going west. What's the first D1 you hit west? Lapeer? And that's 45 minutes away? Yeah. Ain't ever going to happen. So it's just you have to find a way. And Northern's been close. They've been really close. But they just have to get a little closer. So I just I just noticed this. Now I don't know why it just jumped out at me now. But uh, every game we did on Wednesday was a three-point game. Yeah. <laughs> All three games we did had a game-tying three missed. You want to go to my two games? Yeah. Um, so my district's been weird. I, I can honestly say I think there's been like one player that I think's played really, really well, and he's out right now. Um, on Monday, if Algonac could make a free throw in the first quarter, they would have been playing Richmond in in this game. But Marine City survived, um, and they were taking on Richmond. And early on in the first quarter, it's 12-5 Richmond. I'm going, all right, Richmond's going to put the Mariners to bed. But they held them to four points in the second quarter. And Marine City was chipping away, chipping away. Liam Adams started to come alive. Owen Salisbury, he's not the most physically uh, impressive basketball player you'll ever see. But I thought he knew the game better than any other Mariner player on that floor. He just found ways to slip into spots. And you could tell he has a high basketball IQ and he understands the game. And he does what he can. He had some big uh, buckets in this one. But Adams... Started to to get to the line a little bit. He ha- he made, in this one, 10 free throws. Oh. So he was getting to the stripe, and he was making them. 
Um, they were slowing down Richmond in the first half. It was 16-11 at halftime. And then the third quarter was 17-16 Marine City. So it went from defense, defense, defense to explosion of offense in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter became defense, defense, defense. Both sides were going back and forth. I mean, Marine City kept chopping away, chopping away. But but Richmond just had them, at, had them just far enough off. Um, Jalen Browning played well. There's no Greg Haskins in this game. Um, so that took away someone who could score for Richmond. But it was really only three guys that would score. Browning, Smalls, and Edwards were the three that did any scoring. Richmond couldn't hit a three to save their life. Smalls hit a three, I think, in the first quarter, and then Richmond didn't make a triple the rest of the game. Wow. That's yeah. kind of their game, too. Yeah, they, and that's why they only ended up scoring 38 points. But Liam Adams, playing defense uh, in the final minute, picked up his fifth foul, and Marine City missed a look at three. They had a great look. Um, they inbounded. Easton Laboon was in the corner. They got it to him. There was no one that could have spit on him. They were so far away and j- just didn't go in. And Richmond really survived. It was... I hadn't seen Richmond a ton this year, but it was not an inspired performance by Richmond. I don't know if they were looking ahead, looking past Marine City. I don't know if not having Haskins uh, hurt them in this one, but probably should have lost to Marine City. Like, that was not a performance where I go, ooh, all right, just a close game, you know, Marine City. They played all right, but it wasn't as if, all right, they saved their very best game for the district semifinal. They threw the kitchen sink at you. You know, sometimes, like in football, you'll get trick plays or a kid gets hot shooting threes, and you have to get out of there. Richmond survived, but it wasn't a uh, a great effort from Richmond. But the good news is they're still playing. They win 38-35 and knock off Marine City. And now they'll move to the uh, finals and... Uh... Looking they'll, for their third straight district title. Yeah, uh, they'll play St. Clair. The, this. And I'll be honest in this one. Yeah. Marysville probably is sitting at home going, we should have beat St. Clair. This was, I mean, this one made a little more sense. These were two teams that Eric Schunk and Matt Distorath knew everything the other side was doing. There was nothing to hide. They are very familiar with each other. It's a rivalry game. Both sides have claimed one game so far. So there's no surprise between these two teams. Like, this one makes a little more sense why it was more of a low-scoring game because I think just everyone knew what was going on. And Dennis, sometimes, not often, we get something right. I'm going to pat myself on the back, and I hit the nail on the head with this one. Braylon Franz scored 24. Makai Radford Donawa scored 25. It came down to what did everyone else do? <laughs> and in this one, I mean, it went back and forth. Uh, St. Clair had the lead, and I, I think they got it up to about 8 or 10 at one point. But Marysville could just never get over the hump. They were going back and forth. I believe it was the second quarter. Braylon Franz took a charge. And you would have thought the Hoover Dam broke. His <laughs> nose started pouring blood. Like they, 
I think they I thought they put every piece of cotton up in his nose to keep the keep it going um, to get him back in. He probably missed four minutes of action. And Armada has a trainer. She was doing everything they could, and it just wouldn't stop. So they finally got him back out. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, Cole Haran got hit in the nose, and it looked like he was in the middle of a prize fight. It was going down, like, over his lip. And, at first, and it took him a little bit. Luckily for both sides, um, when it happened, blood got on the floor, so they had to come out and clean it, and that gave them an extra few minutes to try and get everyone back out there. But they were both playing with just a – it was a comical amount of <laughs> cotton or tissues, whatever, stuck up their nose because those are two guys that were not going to be out of the game if they didn't have to be. Um, so at near the end of the game, it's 43-38. And Marysville's trying to get a stop on an inbound. And they inbound to France, and they're pressuring him pretty tightly. Uh, there's a whistle, and they call a travel. Now, this was on the other end of the court, because up at Armada, we sit on the, the, I guess it would be the like south end of the gym. I think that's how it's oriented. Um, Not, you know, I think it's... Anyway, the end away from yeah, all no, the doors. Yeah, no, it would be the south end, yeah. Away from all the doors. So when you go in... How would it be? I don't know. Direction. I think I think it's actually west. I think that's an east-west gym. I have no idea. But at the, far away from the, the entrance, and we're up top. This happened right near the entrance. So I couldn't really see too well what was going on. But um, they called a travel, and then Eric Shunk calls a timeout. And then on the way back, I see the official go, bang, teed someone up. And it was from St. Clair. And Franz picked up a tee. Now... I don't know if or what he said to the official. This is with like 15 seconds left. But whatever he said or didn't say, the only thing, going to pull up, give, give some advice. Even if you're right in that situation, you're wrong. Even if you had were completely 100% correct and the official was on an ego trip, you will never be right. Even if you are correct, you're wrong for getting that T um, because Makai went to the line and hit two free throws to make it a three-point game, and that was kind of the only way Marysville was getting back in. Uh, they had a, a tough look from three with Haran um, that came up short, and St. Clair survived. But, again, Makai Radford down with 25, Braylon Franz 24. So they essentially cancel each other out. The rest of St. Clair scored 19. The rest of Marysville scored 15. And that's the difference. Evan Trudeau had seven. Cooper Pennewell had seven. And for Marysville, Cooper Smith had six. Cole Horan had five and did not have a great night shooting threes. He was probably one for nine. Yeah, but after getting bopped in the nose, he probably didn't make any shots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it might have been actually after he got hit in the nose that he made his one. Th- actually, no, it was right before. Um, but... Marysville's rest of the team didn't do what St. Clair's rest of the team did. And, you know, Makai had a wonderful district. If if I had to give out a district MVP, like a playoff MVP, right now he'd be the number one vote-getter. And I know Braylon won, but um, maybe it's because maybe it's I've seen him be incredible and he was just really good. But uh, Makai did everything he could to get his team to a district final. There was just, 
it was a bad night for the rest of the team to go cold shooting. Yeah, at least for us, the last three games that we've seen him, he's been sensational because he was great in the Northern game. I don't know uh, if anyone's had a better final two to three weeks of the season. Yeah. So, like, he kind of said, I'm a star, and you guys are going to talk about me a lot next year. Yeah, and he's ra- he's raised the bar. So when we tip off net the 24-25 season, Makai is going to be one of those guys that we're looking at going, all right, we're expecting you to be a first-team all-area guy to on any given night be able to put the team on your back and and drag them to a to a win. The good news for Marysville, they only lose three players off this team, and everyone's about to be a senior next year. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else about this? Because we'll talk about the final in the yeah, next it's, segment. Again, this district's been weird um, just because – of the four games I've done, the only one that I feel like the team that played better, that played for sure better one, was Marysville Armada. Because I could make a case that Algonac should have beat Marine City, Marine City should have beat Richmond, and Marysville, I don't want to say should have, had a very good chance to beat St. Clair. All right. Uh, let's head over to Flint Kersley. Boo. Wait, no, the first one's not boo. The second one's going to be boo. Yeah. Uh, Croslax beats North Branch. 58 to 46. Um, and what encouraged me was when I uh, saw the scorers and I saw Gavin Espinosa's name on there with 16 points. And I'm like, all right, Gavin's back. And then I looked um, at uh, the, the entire roster for the game. And Cody Mativier didn't score, but he played about 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. So he's back and uh, playing. And these are just good signs. So they're still missing some guys. Krampitz didn't play in the last uh, game, uh, and uh, Franzel is is still out. I, I, I don't think he's coming back this year. But um, I was encouraged by that, that Croslex has got some guys back. And in the meantime, two uh, younger players, or, or not one's a younger player, and Max Knoll, the freshman, was 17. Uh, and Nolan Campbell was 17, and Nolan Campbell has suddenly found a scoring yeah, game. Yeah, he hasn't been a big scorer. He's been the guy to bring the ball up, get it over half court. Uh, but if he can put up 17, listen, we'll, we'll talk about the district final in a bit, but Croslex back in a district final. I know they had a little easier path than, say, MLA City or Yale, but they still find their way there. Um well, I guess you could say they earned their way there because they got the two seed, so it helped out with the draw. They only had to win the one game. And they're back looking for what, like a sixth straight district title, a fifth straight district title, something like that? Yeah. Uh, and, and, again, and North Branch is not an easy team to play, and North Branch had already bitten them once this year. Actually, I think it's technically it would only be a fourth because they didn't play a district title in COVID. Yeah, that's right. But if you go back to the districts that they have played. Yeah, it would be their sixth, I think. Um, They would have won that district, by the way. Yeah, they would have won it easily. Uh, Braden Robinson with 13 for the Broncos, by the way. But, uh, again, you know, North Branch, yeah, it's a game that Croslex should win. But, again, not knowing Croslex's health, this was a, a tough matchup, and they win it by 12. So a good job by the Pioneers. They're in the finals, and they're going to go up against, we are now going to call them the evil Flint Kersley, uh, who beat Imlay City on Monday. And then, uh, what is this? They had a season high. Now, they averaged 67.5 points a game. 
but they scored 88. I think uh, I, we were talking about this off the air that I think Yale and Kersley just got into a track meet. Kersley was in their own gym, hit some shots, and Yale put up 64. If you would have told me that, I'd been like, okay, they got a chance. I wouldn't guess they were going to give up almost 90. They scored 64 and lost by 24. Yeah. And that's, Dude, a, that's a lot. And Kersley has, uh, well, they've been the Grim Reaper. They've slain Emily City. They've slain Yale. And now Croslack stands waiting for them. And <laughs> battered and bruised. It, fe- it feels like right now, I use the prize fighter analogy uh, when they beat Yale. It feels like they're the prize fighter that's standing up with a black eye and a bloody nose and they're wobbly <laughs> and just... They didn't hear a bell, and Croslex is going to have one more fight in them. Yeah, yeah. You know what? As dilapidated as they've been, or whatever the word is that I'm looking for, they've won six out of seven now. Yeah. Yeah. They won six out of seven, but Kersley's won seven straight. Kersley's uh, has found it. Um, they had four players in double digits, uh, digits led by a kid named Dakari Neely, who had 24, uh, and Lucas uh, Gruix added 18 points in that game. So I'm very interested to see what I see tonight because I'm going to go over to Kersley and do this game. Um, the, the thing here is Emily City, I think Emily City and Crosslex play more similar than Yale and Crosslex play. Mm-hmm. Um, and Emily City gave Kersley a better game. Yeah. It was a much lower scoring game, and, and I think that that's what Croslex will try to do tonight. They, will, they won't they will get caught up in a run and gun. They'll try to get this to 50 points is what you need to win. Right. Very patient possessions. Hold on. Don't turn it over like they did against Yale. So um, that's what I'm hoping for, but we'll talk more about that uh, later. But uh, Kersley, very impressive. Uh, and this is with Jackson Kohler scoring 25. Uh, Jakubiak had 15, and Ryan Monarch knocked down uh, 11 points in this one for Yale. So you can't say that their big three didn't do what they do. Right. They did, but this was a night where they needed them to get 35, 25, and 21. Apparently. <laughs> so um, This was an interesting game that we kind of had our eye just Put it in the corner. New Haven beats Clintondale 51-46. Uh, that's, that was a big one. Yeah. You know, uh, Clintondale's good, and they kept this one pretty close. Like, had you told me at the beginning of the season when New Haven was putting up 75 points yeah. a game against everybody that they played, that this would be their their game in the district. I would have said, why are they playing a district? Right. Uh, Clintondale had a shot. Yeah, Clintondale uh, had a shot. Brown City over Sandusky. I believe Sandusky was hosting. And it's a 49-38 win for Brown City. Is it fair or unfair? Again, we don't see these teams a lot, but I'm going to call this one a minor upset. I would say so. Um, and if you would have told me after the first couple games for Brown City that they'd be playing for a district title, I'd have called you a liar. Yeah, so, so would I. Congratulations to them. Um, that's a nice that's a nice job up there. They, they've replaced like their all-time leading scorer, and they're back in a district final. Uh, Harbor Beach beats Lakers 43-31. They go into a district final that just, you know, I, I know we're not the biggest Harbor Beach podcast, like more in football than anything else, 
But man, Harbor Beach Cassidy round two. That that's one that you can get a little excited for. Yes, uh, uh, I I agree. And and Beach got him the first time. Pretty good too. Um, so uh, I, I, I this will be an interesting I have a second time that around. Jim is going to be packed in yeah. Harbor Beach because if they win this one, they're the favorite in their region. Now the K Pack boys are still playing, uh, and they beat Memphis seventy-two to forty-four. So the K Pack boys are in a final, and they'll go up against Brown City. Um, Cardinal Mooney beats Parkway Christian 44-36, 25 for Brian Everhart, who just continues to to dominate in the senior season. Uh, and Luke Bright had a big game with seven points and 14 rebounds. You know, between Everhart and Daniel Rice has been shooting really well. If they get stuff like this from Luke Bright, 14 is a lot of rebounds. Yeah, then, then Mooney's Mooney's on the right track to maybe make another deep run. Uh, Clarkston Everest beat Dryden 47-33. So, uh, well, the their season is sold at auction. Um, as <laughs> Everest, uh, did they win the? Yes, they, they did. They ended up winning the whole darn thing. That was, that was actually the final. Um, and then, uh, oh, that was the final. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That was actually the, the district final there. Oh, yeah. Um, Marlette beat Peck 42-34 uh, in overtime. Uh, in this one, I want to give credit to Mike Gallagher because he was at this one. It was Quentin Sarton that um, had the big effort in the comeback. He had 27 points, hit a buzzer beater at the end of the first half, had all their points in the fourth quarter, hit the game-tying three with three seconds left, and then had six of the eight points for Marlette in the overtime. So you talk about a kid dragging his team to a district championship game. That's that's what Quentin Sarton did. He's, he's a leader, and now you know why he's the quarterback of the football team, too. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a heck of a performance to get Marlette to a district championship. Deckerville over CPS, 67-40, and Ubley beat Caseville, 75-30. to All right, so we have the matchups for the district finals that will be played uh, tonight, and uh, we will talk about that in uh, just uh, a moment. Maybe. <laughs> Upgrade your business with Quality Computer Solutions, your all-in-one IT managed services provider. QCS becomes your IT help desk managing desktops, laptops, servers, phone systems, and more. You manage your business, we handle your technology seamlessly. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides expert staff augmentation for enterprise-level projects. Worried about security? Ensure your data safety with QCS. Call now for a free on-site security assessment or visit us at our website at qcsph.com. Again, that's QCSPH.com. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. 
This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We will beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, we hit the final segment, and uh, we've got uh, the uh, boys district finals going on uh, tonight. And we've touched on uh, a couple of these a little bit, but we'll start where uh, St. Clair and Richmond will wrap up the uh, district at St. Clair tonight. I don't know that they need home court advantage in this, but it's certainly not going to hurt for St. Clair. Oh, yeah. Wait. Or no, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, you're I'm thinking, thinking of the, the girls. They're in our like, Wait a second. Am I sending Joe to the wrong spot? So it, it's almost uh, it's almost a home game for <laughs> Richmond, actually. It's been a long week, though. Uh, like, here, I'll show you. Um, like, it's just one of those things that you've been going for so long, and, like, all the days run together. Like, I love the districts, but, boy, I get to Friday, and I'm like, thank goodness. Now, both of us have to work Saturday. I'm doing a – not for us, but for a hockey game somewhere else. And you'll have a hockey game in the quarterfinals. So Sunday's going to be a day to sit back and, like, not think. But, yeah, I went to spell Yale last night, and I put Yulay. <laughs> so that's that's where my brain was at. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, in Armada, Rich, Richmond and St. Clair, um, I expect – well, I certainly expect Richmond to play better than they played on Wednesday – and I think St. Clair will step it up. I like when these two teams play. This is a rivalry game. 
should be a conference game too. It's a rivalry game that uh, you know it doesn't matter if it's football, basketball, uh, baseball, heck, even softball. Um, but mostly on the boys' side, there's some bad blood in this rivalry, and it's for a district title. A rematch of two years ago when Richmond beat St. Clair in St. Clair. And Richmond's looking for their third straight district title. And if you remember, Dennis, before the uh, two years ago when they won it, it had been like 12 years or something since they had won a district. It had been a while for a Richmond basketball program that is pretty darn good and consistent. Yeah, you know, and, and they've had interesting teams. Like Obviously, this year's team isn't like the last two. That, that have won this thing. No. But prior to that, too, Richmond was that grind-it-out oh, uh, boys basketball games. Were, was the coach. Oh. <laughs> they tried to win 18-16. to 16. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> um, you know who the yeah, coach is. He was and at, and he, he, went went to to he went to Anchor Bay after that. Why can't uh, I? Barnes? Yes. Coach Barnes. Yes. Um, but, but looking back, you have to go back a ways for – St. Clair's last district title, which when you think of St. Clair boys basketball, it's been a while, and it was in twenty uh, the 2017-18 season. They beat Richmond in the district final to win their, their first district, um, or their last district, I should say. So it's that's kind of a long time. Like, 2018 is longer ago than a lot of people would like to think. It's, is that it's, like the Ben Davidson era? Yeah, I think that was yeah. Ben Davidson's senior year. Yeah. So that is a while. Yeah, so it's, I mean, that's a long time to go without a district title. Um, but chance to rectify that all all tonight. I think St. Clair's the favorite. Um, they bet uh, We've had them as the favorite in the district to varying degrees at times. But this is one for them to go out and take. I have to imagine that gym's going to be packed. St. Clair's going to bring everyone. Richmond just has to walk down the street, and they'll be in Armada. <laughs> they'll bring everyone, and it should be a really fun environment. Yeah, I, I, I like the Saints in this one, but I won't be surprised if it's another three-point game. Right. <laughs> it's all there's been is close games in that district so far. And like what's the largest margin of victory? Like four or five points? Uh Marysville beat Armada by eleven, I think. Was it that much? Um uh, let me go back my handy. Yeah, sixty nine fifty eight. Okay. So other other than that, like you had two three point games there Wednesday, uh and I know that the first game between Marine City and Elginac wasn't a blowout. So No, it was uh, a three point game. Yeah. In, so. in three of my four games there have been a shot to try to tie it at the end. So, all right, uh, Crosslex, Flint, Kersley. This is where I will uh, be uh, tonight, uh, and we kind of touched on this a, a little bit. Uh, for me, um, Crosslex is going to have to to play some defense tonight. Uh, I, I'm nervous that Kersley scored 88, but then I look back and go, "All right, but Emily City was able to to slow him down." So Crosslex can do this. Yes, they can. And like I've said, if there's one person, if there's one team, one program, I trust to to pull <laughs> off a win that they probably shouldn't in a year where there were no expectations, in a year where people had the grave dug for Croslex, it's Lance Campbell and those pioneers that they have, they can still find the fastball and 
they are the underdog tonight. There's no doubt about it. But if there's a team that can reach back and, and still find that, that, what they've had, that vintage Cross Lex, I, I'm not going to count them out. No, and Lance we trust. <laughs> um, and, again, they're going for five or six district titles. Um, I, I, let me get uh, it confirmed. I, I don't think the last time they lost in a district, I want to say, was the 17-18 season if I remember correctly, but I'll check that as you keep talking. All right, uh, real quick, uh, New Haven and Lutheran Northwest will meet in a district final uh, tonight. Uh, Brown City and KPAC will be a uh, district uh, final uh, tonight. I don't know that, what's going to happen That's kind in of that an game. interesting yeah. one. Because KPAC has been Jekyll and Hyde, and you never know what you're going to get with them. Um, and, and By the way, March 5th, 2018 was the last time uh, Croslex lost in a district game. So technically... In 1920, they didn't win the district, but they were in the finals, um, and they had the game against Yale canceled because yeah. of you know COVID. Fun times, yeah, fun times. But they were 20 and one going into that game. Yeah, they were going to win that game. Basically, is what you're telling me. Uh, Harbor Beach, Cass City, uh, meet tonight in a uh, district uh, final, and we've already talked about that. That should be explosive on and off the court. Because uh, they're going to probably get into it. Marlette against uh, Kingston. Uh, if this was the girls' game, I know decidedly who I think would win. I still think Kingston's the favorite. You still think Kingston's the favorite yeah. there against Marlette? Kingston's been – they've been good on the boys' side, but compared to their girls, <laughs> they're chump change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and speaking of gurus, what will Mike McAndrews come up tonight uh, as Cardinal Mooney plays Oakland Christian, uh, and they're out there at Oakland Christian in that little band box of a gym – where they've got some good memories. You know, I, I think he's going to enjoy this role of not being the, all right, it's the district, just don't mess it up. I think he likes being in a role where people are going, ooh, Oakland Christian could get Mooney. It's in Oakland Christian. Bad spot for the Cardinals to be in. I think he kind of relishes that. Well, I mean, you know they're what they're going to get from Everhart. So, to me, it's what do they get from Rice? What do they get from Bright? What do they get from some of these other guys? What does Ty Bodecker do for them right. uh, tonight? You know, those will be the guys that will win or lose this game for Mooney. I, I agree. All right. And Ubley gets uh, Deckerville, and uh, we both kind of like Ubley in, in this one. Um, I don't it, It's just it's hard to root against Ubley. They're so damn athletic. Uh, I think they got off to a little bit of a slow start, but it's understandable because their football players played uh, until there were five games gone in the boys' basketball season. It was dumb the boys starting early this year, but I know why they did it, and I know right. it goes back to normal next year, but it's just weird. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, yeah, and there's a girls' game tonight, Marine yeah. City and Armada. Play this game yesterday and we would have been there. <laughs> what if Marine City would have shocked Richmond? What if Marine City and Armada were playing in the finals tonight and you're telling the girls now you can't go to the game? I, I have a feeling that game would have been canceled if that was the case. Yeah. But that just, it's a weird one. Like, there weren't a ton of games last night. Probably would have been at this one. This one has a little bit of, uh, again, a little bit of sex appeal to it. It's a it's a Yeah, match you got a, a two, two, uh, two. You got a league champ and a team that was a game out of being a league right. champ. That probably feels like the two games they lost in league. Let, let them get away. Yeah, and instead we get a we, it gets buried on district championship day. 
All right, uh, there's going to be a hockey game uh, tomorrow night at uh, St. Clair Shore Civic Rink at 6.30. It's the quarterfinals in Division Two. Port Huron Northern is going to take on White Lake Lakeland. Again, Northern upset De La Salle 2-1. Uh, uh, Lakeland beat Brother Rice 5-4. to four. So a lot of years I would go, Woohoo! Rice is or yeah, Rice is out of there, and and we don't have to face them, and and all that. Lakeland might be better, and that might be why they won the game. Uh, the the thing I at least take out of it is it's something different. Um, Lakeland probably is the favorite. I mean, this is the same team that. Um, oh, excuse me. This is a team that Northern I don't think has any history with. Uh, I'm trying to find comps in their schedule. Uh, there's not a ton. No, other, I mean, other than Brother Ike Rice. Five to two. Like that's a team that we somewhat familiar with. They beat Dakota three to nothing. A lot of low scoring games, Dennis. Uh the most goals they've that was actually the most goals they've given up outside of one game against Forest Hills Central in the MIHL showcase since December first. So this is a team that goals are probably gonna come few and far between. Yeah, they actually started the season one and three, and they're now like twenty-one five and one or something like that. Yeah, but their um, losses were to like Sault Ste. Marie, Trenton, and Waterford Mott. Yeah. So uh, I, again, uh, and I and I asked somebody who would like to be referred to as a superior athlete, um, <laughs> and he says hi by the way. Um, <laughs> and, and I said, you know, do you want to play what you know, or do you want to play what you don't know? And he said, in this case, with their history with Brother Rice, I'd rather play what I don't know. And so that's what they've got. Because it's not been a back-and-forth affair with Rice where one year Northern beats them, the next year Brother It's been one-sided. And I think with Lakeland, it's, it's kind of what we always talk about, that faceless opponent, that it's just, all right, the next team. It's not anyone that any of these kids probably know much of anything about. Yeah, you, you can't be intimidated by the name because you don't know it. And White Lake Lakeland is not a program that stood up like some of the MIHL teams. Now, I want to ask you about this and get your opinion on it because hockey does it different than the other sports. Mm-hmm. When the quarterfinal, there'll be four quarterfinal games played. When those games are over, instead of there being like a bracket that gets yeah. fouled, they reseed the four winners. So that one plays four and two plays three uh, instead of, you know, it just being by, well, these teams are grouped together and so they eventually meet each other. Uh, And that means that, like, if the top two teams that everybody says would be the state finals can't meet and play in a semifinal, they have to be separated, um, which I guess makes some people uh, happy. What do you think about that whole process? I'm kind of indifferent about it. Like, I get why you'd like it. As long as I knew who's making that decision, like is it the MHSAA, is it the Coaches Association, and I'm sure that information's out there. Yeah, and I'm sure they're doing it by NPR. It might be by NPR. It might be by, I don't know if it's by Coaches Poll or if they just get, um, like if they do it wrestling style, like how when they see guys for tournaments during the season and they go, all right, um, everyone meet and we're just going to sit in this room and talk it out until – we figure out what the bracket is. I hope that's not the way because that I, just seems like a bad way to decide. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, at this point, you're in the semifinals. You're going to play someone good regardless, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really matter to me. 
Uh, it would matter more if they did this like after the districts or after the, I guess after the regionals and did it for quarterfinals because you can have some teams sneak out of quarterfinals that maybe aren't as strong as others. But for the semifinals, I mean, okay, instead of playing uh, an A-minus team, you're playing an A team or you're playing an A-plus team. Not going to make that much a difference to yeah. me. Um, and I'm just trying to think if, if you did this in other sports, I mean – Baseball wouldn't make too much of a difference. I guess it would affect if you see a team's ace or not. Basketball at that point, it's a crapshoot anyway. Like I guess that's my point is when you get to, you can't fluke a semifinal. You can fluke away to a regional final, and in rare cases to a quarterfinal. But you're never fluking your way to a semifinal. So if you're there, you deserve it. And unless there's a Catholic Central in there or one of those dominant teams. You can probably throw the teams in a hat a lot of the times and pull it out, especially in the sport of hockey. Yeah, well, for those of you that follow the the other quarterfinal games, UAD Jesuit is playing Trenton. Byron Center is playing Ann Arbor, Gabriel Richard, and Midland is playing Saginaw Heritage. So uh, those are all really good uh, quarterfinal games. And, of course, Northern 6.30 tomorrow night in St. Clair Shores. Uh, against a White Lake Lakeland, and the winner will head to uh, Plymouth Thursday. And because of the seeding thing, we don't know if they're the 5 o'clock game or the 7.30 game, whereas in the past we would have known what time they were playing right. and which game they would have been playing the winner of. that's Thursday, right? That's Thursday. So I like at least like if they were to win that semifinal, they'd get a day off before a state title game. Yeah. And yeah, everybody does. Right. Oh, and that because I think some divisions play Friday. Uh, it, yeah, you know, there's only three divisions in hockey right now, so right. I don't know how they break it I up. I think some play Friday, but um, with with Northern right now in this run, are they a favorite to go to the state finals? Absolutely not. Um, but is there this giant roadblock that I think is unbeatable? Probably not. I mean, D2 is a lot more wide open than like D1 like all right tr- they they've played Trenton this year and they lost 3 nothing they're they play UD Jesuit in the other quarterfinal on on top it's And they've mid- played UD Jesuit in the past they're part yeah. of the And that was actually one of the teams that you would always go ooh Northern's got a chance in this MIHL game um, Midland and Saginaw Heritage are on the top. Byron Center who I think's probably the favorite is up top taking on Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard there's not this Goliath that scares me. And if you get to a state final, you're playing a really good team anyway. Yeah. So I guess you got past one of the biggest hurdles in De La Salle, and that's part of the reason why they were so stunned is they probably thought it was a chance for them to claim a state title. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's what they're expecting. Um, But uh, one one hurdle at a time, because I know it's it's cliche and corny, but – your focus is is win this game, and and then worry about it if you have to. Right. But they've got to focus on Saturday's game because there is no Thursday unless you win Saturday. Right. So well, good luck to Coach Nowakowski in Northern. Um, why not keep it going? I see no reason not to. <laughs> have Dennis give Dennis a happy Saturday. Yes, by all means. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll be out there uh, cheering as loudly as I did because I'm still voice-wise still trying to recover from uh, the win on Thursday. So, and and this is a bad week for it because you usually have double headers. Like like I lucked out the last two nights and only had one game. Oh each God, night. yeah, mine. I mean, 
listen, you know I'm a bit on the eccentric side doing the games, and then I get four, three of my four district games come down to the final shot. I can't <laughs> not be so. I apologize to anyone out there that was listening to Northern and Yale. If I was a little on the uh, quieter side, it's because it was pr- self-preservation <laughs> that, hey, it's a regular season game. I can't get too excited, especially when I know I have two long games coming up this weekend. Yeah. All right. And then uh, tonight we've got uh, Armada. And, in Armada, we've got St. Clair and Richmond uh, on uh, Stream 2 and on Stream 1. Uh, I'm at Flint Kersley for Kersley and Crosslex. 7 o'clock for both of those games. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.